What it do, what it do, Cookville. What's going on, Cookville? Ooh, okay. Well, intro by yourself, huh? What's up? This is The Common Fan with Austin Dunstan as your host, obviously. And I'm here today with two special guests. One of them more special than the other. I'm not going to say which. You can decide. <laughs> but I'm here with JB West and uh, Peyton Terry. How y'all doing today? Dude, I'm I'm so happy to be here. I'm genuinely <laughs> so excited to come in here and see what you do every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Dude, man. I appreciate that, oh, man. Yeah. I'm How excited to be back. Yeah, yeah. JB's second time on the show. Peyton Josiah's first time on the show yes it is and Man, uh, this is crazy like i have a whole new respect like this yeah. is so just in depth and in I know, tune. dude doesn't it feel like it's like an old-timey art artsy vibe in here yes all the cds on the wall and and all that stuff you know what i'm saying i feel like i'm in a coffee shop <laughs> it's exactly yeah like we're in a, like yeah so we're literally in a coffee shop i should be sipping an americano <laughs> reading a good book nice nice a little dude, croissant I, in there. little croissant chocolate croissant <laughs> But anyway, so uh, we were kind of talking about this earlier, but me and JB are both comm majors. Shout out to the communication department. Oh, yeah. Uh, we love it up here. But this is PT's first time on the third floor of the UC at Tennessee Tech University. What do you think, man? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, my mind is absolutely blown. Really? I, I get off the elevator because, you know, I take the elevator. I'm one of those guys. Yeah. And I step off, and the first thing I see is – our Winston Morris tuba collection, Guinness <laughs> World Record. Oh, yeah, baby. What you know about it, huh? I just, I had to find out more about it. It's a professor here at Tech named R. Winston Morris. And over the years, he's gotten more than 2,000 tuba figurines, statues, <laughs> sculptures, and paintings. 2,000. Dude. Pretty impressive. The Guinness Book of World Records noticed this and gave him the title for largest collection of tuba-related <laughs> items. That's something, man. I, That's uh, a Guinness World Record. There's some worse ones out there. He's in the book. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's in the book. I would have bought the book in, in third grade at, at the Scholastic Book uh, book Festival. Or I whatever. did buy the books at the Scholastic Maybe, Book yeah. Fairs. What, what was it called? Was it called the Book Fair? Yeah. Yeah, Book Fair. Dude, I miss those things. I mean, I always bought books, and my mom would send me money, mm -hmm. and I would just never read them. Yeah. Because I just I don't read, except for the Kitty Warriors books. I don't know. I only read Diary with Kid and Hank the Cow Dog. <laughs> Hank the Cow Dog. Dude, what? You Hank never the read those? No. Well, I never read anything, except for, like I said, the Kitty Warriors like shadow claw and stuff bro but you know you would come in flex and if like you brought a check or something oh, on scholastic yeah. book fair day mm -hmm. you'd walk in see everybody else without a check you'd be like yeah what up what's yeah. up i got it like that i'm gonna buy some books today might even buy a science kit out that little paper who knows <laughs> maybe a little bookmark action absolutely i was big on <laughs> you like the base <laughs> dude go to the book fair let's buy some posters some, those like pencils that change colors oh yeah yeah that with like the heat stuff oh yeah oh dude those were good I liked those, man. But I was a big on on the bookmarks. Like they would have these big displays of all these bookmarks that had like cats on them and stuff. I'd always buy one. Big cat guy. I mean, not really, but I thought they were funny for whatever reason. Cats are funny. Reading is perfect, you know. <laughs> Reading is perfect. I love it. Yeah. So I guess you know. Welcome to the third floor. Welcome to the tuba collection. Thank you. Check us out in the Guinness World Record. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe the common fan on there someday for most listeners ever. Ever. Absolutely ever. Seven billion people. See you later, Joe Rogan. See you, nerd. What's up? We're coming. <laughs> but anyway, uh, some more kind of tech-related news. Um, last night was the semifinal of, of the... It was top eight last night going to top four. So I think it was the semifinal yeah. of The Voice. And we've been talking about Jake Hoot for weeks, man. And he's 
still on, man. He's in the top four. Hootie Hoot. You're right. Hootie Hoot. What's up? But, like, it's it's incredible that he's top four. And how many, do you know how many started, JB? How many were on the beginning? Um, I want to say 30. Golly. 29, 30. It sounds about right. I mean, don't hold me to that, though. No, dude, that sounds about right. It was something like that. And, like, he just keeps showing out. Like, every week, it seems like we go. Oh well, this is his best performance. But this week, this week was by far his best one. It was what did he Desperado? Desperado it Man, gave I, me chills. I look forward to what he puts out on Apple Music more than I look forward to actually watching him on the show, man. Because, like, as soon I think it was you that played it for me. As soon as you started playing Desperado, I just go, "Oh my, yeah, goodness!" Like it just sounds so it is so good. Good. And the crazy part about that, didn't he reach like number one on the charts he on all genres and all genres and country music for it, dude? For for a cover yeah. of not even his song for a TV show, yeah, like. Even if he doesn't win, like he's gonna have a record deal. Oh yeah, yeah he's incredible. Man. I'm hoping that whenever the show's over, that Cookville, the city of Cookville, has something like some type of concert for him, like in the hoop. Or yeah, something. put it in the hoop, man. That thing will sell out. He will oh, sell yeah. out the hoop. I'll, I'll be there. Attendance. Oh yeah, I would pay a good amount of money to see him. Yeah, just because he's. I mean, he might not ever be huge. No, but I mean, it's but he's gonna have a record yeah. deal, which is crazy to think about mm-hmm. because, like we always say, I mean, he, he, you just know him as like. Your Spanky's guy that plays, you know, some Tuesdays, and all of our buddies get really excited when he was there. Like the goats here, Jake Hoot, like Willie and and Spencer and mm-hmm. and all of them, and Will Brady. And now he's just big right now, and he's right. absolutely killing it. I couldn't be happier for the guy. Because I mean, I've had a couple people like that I grew up with. They're like, "Hey, do you watch The Voice?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I watch it every week." And they're like. That one guy, the one country guy, he's really good. I'm like, yeah, he's from Cookville. They're like, yeah. what? I'm like, yeah, I want him to win. But yeah, I hope he does. I think who's him, Katie Caden, who's oh my gosh, she's two, unbelievable. His two biggest are Katie and Ricky, Ricky Duran, because the other one rose something. She like she went into the final chance and performed with like Hello Sunday, and uh, some other people. Yeah, I hate to bring up history, but I do have a really special voice connection. Do you? Yeah. Let's um, hear it. Kelly Clarkson? No. Do y'all remember Zoe Upkins? Oh, yeah. yeah, 16, yeah. She, she was like she was, 16. Yeah, she was really good. Yeah. I'm really good friends with her older brother, Caleb. Oh. Caleb and uh, I were actually president and vice president of the student class together at my high school. Innsworth. Yeah, at Innsworth. And Plug. Just, and just... I, I didn't even know she was going to be on there, you know? Yeah, you said something about it, and I was. it was like the weekend that all of us were at home, mm-hmm. the morning in Cookville, and... I saw this Zoe Upkins girl, and I got a text from PT, and he, he was he said, uh, "Did y'all see Zoe Upkins on, on The Voice? I know her." I was like, "What?" But yeah, it turned yeah, she was good too. Yeah, I don't know how far great. she made it. Yeah, I don't. But either. she was very, very good. She was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing about The Voice is, it's like it's a it's a popularity contest. Yeah, like it really is. I can't see what that says. Mm-hmm. Read me what that says. FAU to hire Willie Taggart. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. We'll get into a lot more coaching hires a little bit later because there are some – dang, cuz. I know. That's okay. No, you're good. You're good. Because um, some crazy things happened this week uh, with the coaching hire. We'll get into the contracts too because I have the details on all the contracts, and one of them is bizarre. <laughs> and you could probably guess which one it was, but I'll go into it a little later. But for the first part of this show, we're going to go into a little bit of Titans talk, even though JB does not like the Titans, but he does like Ryan Tannehill. I do like Ryan Tannehill. I'm glad. 
because they're six and one. Yeah. Since he's been starting with the that, W over the Colts, big fat dub. They are struggling. Pretty sad right now. Did, who they get beat? No, did they win? No, they, they got beat by the Bucks. Buccaneers came back and just. Hmm. Jameis Winston trying to make a last minute push for for a re, uh, reevaluation of his contract. Oh yeah, I mean, because <laughs> whenever they played at the Titans or at, at Nissan Stadium this year, I mean, all the Bucks fans were like, "Oh, he's terrible. We hate Jameis Winston." What he do you know what he threw for yesterday? Uh, he something crazy. For, he threw for like five touchdowns or something crazy. Dude. Oh, four or five. What was that other stat you read me? Oh, that he is two uh, touchdowns behind Lamar Jackson for being first in the league in touchdowns. Like seven yards away from being, leading the league in passing yards, and is like in first place in the most certain interceptions <laughs> by a long shot. So I mean, he has yeah. a chance. He has a trifecta of getting all three of those. That'd be pretty funny. That's ridiculous. James Winston yesterday went 30, 33 for forty five with four hundred and fifty six yards, Gosh. four TDs, four. four. I thought he had five. Oh, absolutely torched the Colts. I do well, the Colts are garbage. So what did you expect? I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Titans lost to the Jaguars. Never forget and the Broncos. And the Colts once. That didn't count. That didn't count. Six and one since Ten Hill started. What's up? With a loss to the Panthers. Thirty that thirty to twenty loss to the Panthers is That's just- crushing. We would be in first place in the South right now. We're we're okay. I saw a crazy stat though. Let me think. What are the Titans right now? Eight and five? Yes. They're five missed field goals away from being uh ten and three. Dang. And I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I just don't watch enough. Like I feel like I have seen more missed field goals in the last year than I have ever before in my whole entire life. Yeah, I was seeing something earlier this season that was like this. Uh, this season for kickers has been the worst since early like two thousands. It's been crazy. Everybody's missing, and I don't know what's up. Like nothing changed. I mean, they they moved the extra point back, but they're not missing extra points. Yeah, they're they, missing they, forty yarders. That's been there for like what three years? Yeah, yeah it's been yeah, about yeah. three or four years since I they moved that think back. Just the quality of kickers coming in now is just not nearly as good as what it once was. Because I mean, yeah, all your old Adam Vinatieri's and people of that. <laughs> Adam Vinatieri's missing. He, he's, he's about done. turned to dust. So yeah, I think he's I think he'll hour. retire. He he's having isn't he having like season ending surgery? Mm-hmm. I he? think he'll retire, man. Yeah, he should, man. The guy he has missed. <clears throat> Rob Baronis, come on, yeah, rest come in on. peace. R.I.P. In peace, rest Rob Baronis. He was good. The, the golden boot. Man, my one of my favorite sporting events I've ever been to was the day that Rob Baronis hit that sixty yarder against the Colts. I was there for that. Wow, I was there for that, and it was just the craziest thing ever because. Like, seeing a 60-yarder on TV and seeing a 60-yarder in person is so much different. It's a lot further than you think. Yes. They, it looks like they are a mile away from the field goal, man. Yeah, that's one thing you don't realize when you're watching on TV versus when you're, like, in the lower bowl. I got to stop saying like. I keep noticing it, but it doesn't matter. Uh, it, that's one thing that's different about watching it from home versus at the game in the lower bowl is that, like um, – the, the field goals just look so much different mm-hmm. because on, on air or on, on the TV, it looks about very, you know, pretty easy to hit a field goal. Yeah. You know, I would it say looks like I could do it. it. Yeah, it looks very doable. But when you're in person and you see a field goal, even when they're warming up, you're just sitting there and you're going, oh, How is this even possible? Absolutely. I mean, the field goals, like the field goal poles, are pretty tight together. Yeah, they're skinny, man. Mm-hmm. I could barely fit through them. Like, as a person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can lay down and touch both sides. Exactly, dude. And it's just insane. How do we get on kickers? What were we talking about? Colts being garbage? I remember that part. 
that, I, I brought up missed field goals this year. Oh, yeah. It's been ridiculous. But um, anyway, so this past weekend, the Titans played uh, Raiders. Raiders, yeah. I drew a blank for a second. And me and JB were in the library working on homework, so you didn't really get to watch that much of it. Because it's finals week, by the way. It is. Which has been terrible. It is, but I'm done. I'm done too. I'm had, so happy. I had one final 8 a.m. Monday. I had two, I mean three finals yesterday, and I've got one more tomorrow. I was just wait. I was just wait. Is, wait, wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just trying to survive, but I'm thriving. Yes, we're here. We're gonna play Call of Duty after this. Oh yeah. I'm so excited. Oh yeah. PT's gonna go study. <laughs> Nerd. <Could not> me. <laughs> Could not be me. No, but so you had a final in all five classes. Yes, I did. It's brutal. Yeah. That's brutal. I, Mm. gross i think i had like one final test and the rest were just papers yeah i had i had so many like final projects mm-hmm. i had I, a couple presentations but that was uh, i had a presentation too but now we're done and we're call of duty bound Chilling. yeah we keep getting sidetracked which is perfectly fine because it's tough to talk about we still haven't even gotten to the first subject which was the game the on, titans the titans on sunday well, they played the Raiders. They won, what, 42-21? 42-21, that's right. And they had, I believe, 552 total yards of offense. That's a whole lot of yards. That's a ton. It's like the most since uh, Steve McNair and Eddie George. Or I was seeing something along those lines. It, it was insane. I mean, Tannehill, the, the most hype I got for the game was when Tannehill threw the 91-yard touchdown to A.J. Brown. Because we were in the library, and yeah. I was like, punch you. Mm-hmm. Let's go. You saw that. You yeah. saw that. But – AJ Brown's gonna be good. That's that was my next point. AJ Brown is a stud, yeah, man. He's so good. He's a playmaker. I mean, I I, I wanted them to draft him um, back in May, and when they did, I was like, I was like happy about it because he yeah. was a very solid pick. He is such a like we got him in the second round. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like he is such a good second round pick. Oh, us. he's a money ball. I mean, he's performing way better than Corey Davis. Oh, I mean, yeah. Corey Davis was the fifth overall. I was say, wasn't he the fifth pick? Overall. Absolute bust. Oh. They need to get I mean, just talking about his performance right now, he's tied for second in average yards per reception at 20 yards. Who is A.J. Brown? Yeah, A.J. Brown. Gotcha. And he's he's not even 100% right now. Like, he's he's got a calf injury that kept yeah. him out of practice last week, and then he came in and absolutely went off. Yeah, you're exactly right. I remember in the game Sunday, he was down. He was holding his right leg. So it's, it's a calf injury is what you're saying. Yeah, calf He was injury. holding his right leg, and he didn't get up for a second. I was like, no, he's gone. Next play, he's in touchdown, yeah. like a physical touchdown too. Dude, and I feel like at this point too, it, this late in the season, so many people are playing through injuries that we just don't know about too. Yeah, like um, getting into our, the person I was going to talk about next kind of a little bit um, – uh, Derrick Henry's playing with it too. Yeah, he's hurt too. Like he wanted to go back in the game on Sunday, and Vrabel just said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, yeah. sit he, down." Which he, is which was a good which call. Is smart because yeah. he's their best player right now, easily by yeah. far. Dude, he's. I mean, I would argue he's one of the best in the league. I mean, he's playing like a a top tier running back right now. Over his last sixteen games, he's got more uh, yards and way more touchdowns than Zeke. Yeah, mm-hmm. by, uh, by a lot. Yeah, I mean he's second in the yard and he's second in the league at yards right now. Is he really? Yeah, he's got a thousand two hundred forty-three right Good now. Lord. Yeah, second in the league. The, all, the top three are all are within like fifty yards yeah. of each other. Wow. He's also tied for first in the league right now in touchdowns at thirteen. You know who he owes all his success to? Because remember, he he started off not great. He was not. I mean, he was good, but yeah. he was not great. Yeah, like he, he was right now. I think his first season he had like four hundred and fifty-six yeah, yards. Just not not great. Not bad. But not great. But he went to Eddie George 
of all people. And Eddie George, he was like, what do I do, man? And Eddie George just goes, look at you, man. You're a tractor. Yeah. Stop trying to juke in the backfield. Get up, get north and south on the run field. Hard. And just run through people. And he just recommitted himself to the power and just look at him. I mean, I'm if there's a 6'4", man, 200, what is he, probably 40. Like 240 pounds. or something. Yeah. And you get out of the way. You oh, know, yeah. he also ran a 4'5'6". Yeah, that's fast. He's a freak. He is a freak of na- He literally just looks like RoboCop. Yes. You ever been up close to him? I've only been one time. I'd give him my lunch money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, uh, Mr. Henry. Yes, sir, King Henry. Here, Here's $4.58 for lunch. Oh, I'd yeah, give him my scholastic it. book fair money. <laughs> give him my cookout tray. Yes. Ooh. Stop that right now. We'll talk about that afterward. But, um, yeah, he is just a freak of nature, and I'm so glad that he's finally playing like he is because everybody knew he could. And you know who's been playing a lot better for the Titans? The offensive line. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Because whenever Mariota was back there, he had no time at all. And I'm not saying this is why Tannehill I don't think Mariota also had control of the team either. I I wouldn't say that. I don't think he has as good a pocket awareness as as Tannehill. That is true. Tannehill is just a better quarterback. I I agree 100 billion percent. I do. But keeping on the thing with Derrick Henry, to me, if I'm the Titans – they he is the Titans' biggest priority this offseason. Who Henry? Derrick Henry. Yeah, there's been already talks of um, Tannehill getting negotiated before Derrick Henry. That's which I think PT had a take that he was telling he was hyping yeah. up the take. So Dude, here it goes. All right, man. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Let's think. Let's think. We're gonna go ahead and take a real quick break. All right, all right. Then we're gonna come back and then we'll talk about it because it's already been 20 minutes. And I don't know where the time went. We talked about a lot of nothing, mm-hmm. but that's okay, dude. I feel like it was entertaining. It was. Let me know on Twitter if it was entertaining. No one ever tweets at me. I don't know why I say that. Tweet us, please. <laughs> but anyway, you're listening to The Common Fan on 88.5 WTTU. You can hear us here on the airwaves of 88.5 The OG, uh, or you can hear us online at tennesseetech.edu forward slash WTTU. Maybe you're in the residential halls. We've got a partnership with Res Life. We're over there, too. Uh, after the show goes up later tonight, we'll be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify in case you want to listen again, because why wouldn't you? We're, we're good guys. We deserve it. Uh, but anyway, we'll be right back after this break. What it do, what it do, baby. What's up? Welcome to the Common Fan. Or welcome back to the Common Fan, I should say. I'm Austin Dunson, the host, here with Peyton Terry and JB West. I appreciate y'all being with me today. Glad to be here, bro. I'm so happy to be here. Dude, I, I just saw... Did you see what I saw on Twitter? Yes, I did. Our, our yeah. buddy, you saw it too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why don't you tell him what it said, PT? Um, I just want to thank Spencer Wright for the <laughs> shout-out. Um, latest tweet coming in uh, to the Common Fan and guest host today is uh, Spencer Wright. He said, at Peyton J. Terry equals nerd. Facts. <laughs> That's true. Thank it's you just, for that. I really appreciate the uh, the shout out there, Spencer Wright. That's so nice. Mm-hmm. That so polite. Yeah. I, I do. I love you, Spencer. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, thank you for listening to me. True gentleman there. TG for sure. Fi aloha. <laughs> 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 but anyway, so we were kind of teasing at this before we left. PT's got a hot take, and uh, let's let's hear it. Yeah. So we're talking about the contract negotiations. Derrick Henry should 100%, I believe, get a contract before Ryan Tannehill. 
Let's hear why. Ryan Tannehill has been playing lights out. I mean, he's been playing absolutely incredible. Like last week, going 21 for 27, 391 yards, completed 77% of his passes. Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, the last three games he's completed over seventy-seven percent of his passes. Yeah, he's he's been a stud. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's, what can you say? He started nine games uh, for the Titans this year, and he's already got more yards than he did with eleven games of the Titan, I mean, the Dolphins last year. Yeah, but and this kind of reminds me of a different time, and he, you know, I I get worried about backup QBs that come in and do really well because I think about Kerry Collins. Oh yeah. Big Kerry Collins, number five. Yeah. That that boy. Yeah. And so in 2008, for the Titans, Kerry Collins played in 16 games, of which he started 15 of them, and he went 12-3 and three through his 15 starts. Interesting. He went 12-3 and three through his 15 starts. He completed 58% of his passes. He threw for 2,676 yards. God, stop. Okay, I never even thought about it like this. Okay, but then, 2009, okay, he just had that incredible season in 2008. Yeah. 2009, he starts six games, Yeah, goes 0 for 6. Oof. Oof. 2010, he started seven games, went 2 for 5. Oh, my god! It was just an absolute fluke of a season for Kerry Collins. Like, he just came in and, and, you know, won 12 games and then never did anything else significant in the league again. He played one year for the Colts after the Titans. Yeah, <laughs> Sucks I for him. That. But, see. <laughs> Dude, you go ahead, Jimmy. I liked Kerry Collins. Yeah, I mean, I, I, liked I hated like, Kerry Collins, man. He, was, he wasn't, like, a bad guy. Like, he would come up and talk to the fans after the games and stuff, especially during that 12-3 and three season. Oh, my gosh. I just had an epiphany. Well, I sat here. I was gonna sit here and say, well, the only reason he was able to throw is because they ra- they opened up the the game with the passing game with the running game. Yeah. What's been happening this year with the Titans? Derrick Henry's been popping off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. We'll see. Oh no. It's very <laughs> reminiscent of 2008. So does that mean we're gonna go to the playoffs and, and and lose to the Ravens again? Is that what happened? I don't remember. I don't know. It's something like that. But it, to me, with that, Tannehill's proven though. Eh. I think he has been. I, I like I him. I mean, the Dolphins. Dude, I said, Kerry Collins took the Giants to a Super Bowl. What? Yeah. When? Oh, I, he played in the Super Bowl for the, for the Giants. I have no idea. Yeah. It was 2000, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yeah, you're right. I have no clue. Kerry Collins took the Giants to a Super Bowl. I, b- I believe you. I mean, shoot, you literally over there tippy-tapping with your fingers on your computer. Mm-hmm. I have no reason not to believe you. But I, I can definitely see parallels, though. What do you think about it, J.B.? I don't know. I've always followed Tannehill. Whenever I didn't know he was a wide receiver. Yeah. You told me that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Super Bowl thirty-five. Wow. Kerry Collins. He came in as the starting quarterback and took them to the Super Bowl. They lost to the Ravens, but I mean, uh, Kerry Collins has arguably had a much much better career previously than Tannehill has had up to this point. Interesting. Well, JB, go ahead. Sorry, I, I didn't know. mean to interrupt you. I just you. think because I mean, Dolphins are the Dolphins. They yeah, are they're just terrible. And, I mean, his first three, four years in the league, I mean, he was 3,500-yard passer every year, mm-hmm. and then he got hurt. Yeah. Which, once he got hurt, I mean, I don't blame the Dolphins. What, did he do, tear his ACL or something? I honestly have no idea. He did something, but I don't know. I've always been a big Excuse fan me. of Tannehill. I always use him in Madden. Yeah, well, that's why I was saying that I didn't know he was a wide receiver is because we were watching the game, and I was just I was sitting by JB, and I just go, man, Tannehill's kind of got some speed to him. And JB just goes, yeah, he used to be a wide receiver. I had no idea. Didn't he go to A&M, Texas yeah. A&M? 
Yeah. I had no clue. He's been in the league for what, like nine years now? Yeah, nine or eight or nine years. What are you giggling but about? Did you see that hit he laid out though? Oh yeah, that I saw it on, <laughs> I saw it on TikTok. Because mm-hmm. he threw on, a pick and he just immediately on the NFL's page. Yeah, on TikTok. On TikTok. Yep. TikTok is the goat, by the way. If you don't, if you don't know, you don't know a funny stat about Kerry Collins. I would love to know a funny stat about Kerry Collins. You know, the only team in the NFL he hasn't beat is the Miami Dolphins. No way. Yeah. He is 0-5 against the Miami Dolphins. That's the only team in his professional career he does not have a win against. Wow. I wonder what he's doing these days. I bet he's selling Sitting insurance. Sitting on the couch. <laughs> selling insurance. <laughs> selling insurance, doing nothing. Probably coaching somewhere, right? Like high school, maybe? Hey, he could be. I don't know. Where does Where does he live? What does he do? I don't know. After after he got... After he, he had that one Did they release season? him, or did they... Did he retire? I think he retired. After he, he retired, no idea about Kerry Collins. He was old when he was with the Titans, wasn't he? Oh, man. Yeah, he was. He was very old, and I never – better than Rusty Smith, though. I don't know if anybody knows who that is. Well, I just typed in what is Kerry Collins doing now, and the first thing that popped up is battles with alcoholism. Oh, no. Oh, hate to hear that. Well, dang, we're over here roasting him. I'm sorry, Kerry. Sorry, no, he's Kerry. a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't like him, though, as the quarterback for the Titans because that year – wasn't 2009 the year that uh, Chris Johnson ran for 2000? Had to be. Had to be. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever you have a two thousand yard rusher, though, you could put a potato back there and he could probably mm-hmm. complete yeah, a I lot mean, of passes. Yeah, I mean, put Zach Mettenberger back there and he would done good. <laughs> yeah. There was a debate for, for Zach Mettenberger whenever Mariota got drafted. Remember that? Do I don't I? know if anybody. Zach Mettenberger started the last few games of the season. The season before the Titans drafted Mariota. Didn't do bad, did he? No. Well, Taylor Lewan was like upset upset about yeah. drafting Mariota because he loved Zach Mettenberger. He did. He loved You remember Matt. that? Yes, I yeah. absolutely remember that. Yeah, and then Mariota got there and he loves Mariota now. He probably loves mm-hmm. Tannehill too. If you're a line you're a previous lineman, yeah. you're probably gonna like whoever you're protecting. You've right? got to. Yeah. Yeah, you you've got it you if you don't like being around the guy, like it's not really an option. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's your quarterback, like he's telling you what to do. You just you have to enjoy being around that guy. Yeah. I agree with that. Taylor Lewan equals a trash can. Inaccurate. Kind of accurate. I don't know. I don't know. I, I've had mixed emotions about Taylor Lewan since he got the season, there. He, the whole offensive line was terrible at the start of the season. Yeah. I, don't, I, mean, I, I just don't. It's, it's about the same group of guys, too. And we went mm-hmm. from having one of the best lines in the NFL to one of the worst. Like, I don't know what happened in y'all that offseason. Y'all added. Roger Saffold was supposed to come in and be. It'd be great. Be and then we drafted incredible. Nate Davis. Mm-hmm who was supposed to be good, and they were terrible. I mean, I can't remember the stat, but Mariota was on pace for being sacked a tremendous amount of times. And now the, I would argue, I would say they're arguably top, playing top five. Oh, yeah. I just, I to, what I think it is is just totally different quarterback. You think a little spark? I, I, think, I think Tannehill's a better leader. I think he's just a better quarterback. I never liked Mariota. You didn't. You think, I didn't. You think he was born? I, <clears throat> excuse me. I did like Mariota. I did. I did as a person, and he he was very clutch. You got to give it to yeah, the guy. He was clutch. Um, I think his sec his sophomore season was a great season. Uh, well, not great, but above average. And then after that, I think he had the yips, and there was a lot of pressure on him, and he just couldn't handle it. And Tannehill just came in balling, and now it's True. I think, but I think there's a part of me that wants to believe and kind of does believe that Mariota really probably doesn't want to play much anymore no. because he's been injured that Jake Locker uh, that Jake Locker attitude man mm-hmm. Jake Locker just, just got hurt and said all right I'm, I'm gonna retire yeah uh, he just I don't really want to do this anymore do what? I hadn't heard that name in a minute Jake Locker yeah I was never all in on Jake Locker either he was never good no. he was always like Mariota was was injured a lot 
mm-hmm. is injured a lot, I guess, because he's still in the league. But Jake Locker is a guy that just – it always seemed like he was down for yeah. some reason or playing through something, and he just didn't work out, which I get. Yeah. But, yeah, there's a part of me that believes Mario was might have been a little relieved – Whenever Tannehill came in to start, because he was getting sacked a ton, yeah. he's under a lot of scrutiny. Like I, I could totally see him just being like, you know what? It's kind of it's probably time for me to just be the backup for this team and either move on or retire. Yeah, well, Football Outsiders actually um, has as of December tenth, the Titans rated the seventh offensive line in the league right now. Yeah, see, I, was, I said top five. I was pretty yeah. close. I'm anxious to see what Mariota will do. And our power running success is up to 83% with with Derrick Henry back there. That's crazy. What were you saying, JB? I'm anxious to see what Mariota does because isn't this his last year? Yeah, this was his uh, fifth-year option. They picked it up. Yeah. I'm anxious to see if they'll re-sign him, which I don't think they will, but, I mean, you never know. Yeah. But I do think if they don't re-sign him, he'll go somewhere else and potentially be a starter for him and probably have a decent career with him you know if Mariota's fine with being a backup i would not mind him being a backup for the titans because everybody in, in nashville loves him i mean he, he's proven that he can do great things at some time like he, he might be great off the bench just because you know maybe that's maybe that's his mo yeah much like nick Foles, off the bench stud yeah right but i wouldn't mind to see him as a backup in tennessee but I really would like for him to go be a starter somewhere or go back. I really want to see him with Seattle backing up Russell Wilson just because it's over there. It's closer to home. Everybody over there loves him. He fits the scheme better. He does. I mean, I don't know. I, mean, you can, I can see this it. Is, this is a hot take. This okay. I'm all about it. In my head. I think he'd fit in well with the Chargers. <laughs> okay, why? I just think because, I mean, Philip Rivers, I mean, what, he's 37, 38. He's trash is what he is. Terrible. Hall of Fame quarterback. Though. He's got nine Hall of kids. Fame quarterback. Yeah. True. But I don't see the Chargers sticking with him much longer just because he's <laughs> he's trash now. He's gonna go to the Titans. You saw that a while ago. He wanted to go play for yeah. the Titans. I don't know. I just I could see uh Marietta with the Chargers really well. I don't know why. I could just see it. Out there on the West Coast, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's kind of Mariota's thing, I feel like it should be anyway. Yeah. I just I think with the kind of team Vrabel's building right now and with, with Tannehill and Derrick Henry, Marcus Mariota just doesn't fit in anymore. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's really what's going on right now, though. I mean, Derrick Henry's running the ball hard, Yeah, and then we need a guy who can stay in the pocket and make deep throws like Tannehill's doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Tannehill's yeah. running a lot. He's got a lot of great rushes, but he is more of a pocket-passing style quarterback he's, than Mario. He's got a big arm. Yes. Mario, you know that 91-yard touchdown I was talking about? Yeah. I don't know if Mario could hit that. No. Because it was a good if it was 50, outside, 60 yards yeah. in the air. If it was over 40-yard pass or if it was outside the numbers, Mario is not making that throw. The one, like People might argue with you about that or me, but the thing that you could just tell – or the reason why you can tell that uh, Tannehill's a better thrower than Marcus is because Tajay Sharp is getting receptions. And I'll explain that. So Tajay Sharp's M.O. That's like the third time I've said M.O. Modus operandi. Thank what? you. Yeah, that's what that means. Four years of Latin. Shout out to Miss Ishii. Hey, shout out. But yeah, M.O. Do you know what that means? Like their thing? Yeah. So Tajay Sharp's M.O., if you will. More Morty Emis Dabalabo whatever he said, is is toe taps. <laughs> is toe taps and, and catching balls on the sidelines. Mariota couldn't hit him, no. and he never got receptions. But now Tajay Tej- Sharp's been in the mix a lot mm-hmm. with a decent amount of receptions because 
Tannehill can hit those passes. And he can throw on the sideline and outside the numbers, and that's why you see Tajay Sharp getting more receptions. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think. What are y'all going to do about the tight end situation? Are you just going to roll with uh, what's-his-face? Jonu Smith is just better than Eric Ebron. That's a hot take. <laughs> that's a hot take. I know. I said that to you like two weeks ago, and you got so upset at me. I say things to you all the time. We get into arguments a we decent do. amount. We do. Actually, me and JB do. And I just sit there and watch. Yeah, PT. Yeah, he'll make loud noises sometimes. It's pretty funny. Kind of lightens the mood. But um, I don't know. Anthony Ferkser, I think is his name. I mean, I think Delaney Walker's done. He said it's not the last of him, man. But he also said that this was he was in the best shape of his life and this is going to be one of the best years he's ever had. He's played, what, like three games, yeah. I think. Imagine the Titans offense with a healthy healthy Delaney Walker, though. That'd be scary. Dude, they're, they're hot already. Y'all need to get some of your defensive backs back. Dude, they're down a ton. Because mm-hmm. um, I think whenever y'all played the Colts, y'all had six inactive. Yeah, like, we and, and we had six inactive against secondary. Oakland, too. And then Kenny Vaccaro had a concussion. No, Kenny Vaccaro, I think that was right. Vaccaro had a concussion halfway through the game. Dang. I mean, they're down. Uh, so the offense kind of has to be hot like they are. I mean, it's working out really well. They're getting hot at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Much like maybe like the Eagles, maybe? Question mark? Backup quarterback? Mm. You never know. You never know, man. You, you, that's one thing we do know is one, that you never know. One thing you can be 100% certain about is that you never know. Facts. Yeah, I feel like you had something. Were you, were you over looking at it on your computer? Yeah, I, was just, I was just thinking about, I mean, Titans have had some pretty good tight ends over the years. Like Jared Cook. Yeah. He was solid with the Titans. Yeah. yeah. And then he's gone on to have a pretty successful career after the Titans as well. Yeah. I don't know. That's just what I was thinking about. Well, I saw you over there reading and stuff. It looked like you had something to say. Yeah, Jared Cook. Uh, Delaney Walker, though, man, he's just so – he's Mr. Reliable. Or he was. He was. Uh, I hate – I don't – why is he even out this year? I don't even remember. There's got to be some type of in- injury that they don't want to – Yeah, because he snapped his ankle last yeah. year. That was no secret in the first game against the Dolphins. I lot was a lot worse than what they made it out to be. Just it was last for, year? Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it was it was gross. I remember watching it and just like, oh, no, there he goes. And I don't even know what happened to him this year, man. I really don't. I wish I did. Do you have any idea, PT? I think it might have been like a, a re-sprain of the bad ankle or something like that. Really, man? A yeah. whole year, you would think, though, of, well, he's just older. He's just older. It's he's just, older. that's just how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Man. That, I mean, what's y'all's tight end's name? Which one? Johnny Smith? Yeah, I mean, better he's than not Eric having a season. Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle are both better than all your tight ends. Wrong. No. Wrong. No. Not true. What's but that record, though? <laughs> That's seven. what I thought. That's what I thought. Seven. <laughs> hey, if we went out, we can make the playoffs. Who do y'all play? Who do y'all have left to play? And where is my phone? Um. Oh, it's on my lap. Let's see. I just hope the Colts draft uh, Tua. That's who I'm wanting. Tua? Tua. I disagree with that. No offense. I want a quarterback. I, I, I respect you as a person, but I just think Tua is going to be a lot like Marcus Mariota. A lot like Except for he's smaller. I would be fine with Justin Herbert, though. Justin Herbert's a sleeper, man. Mm-hmm. He really we is. What Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. <laughs> he's going to go number one to the Bengals. Yeah, unless somebody see. trades up. Yeah, I mean... Trade Marlon Mack. Trade. Uh, I'm, we're not getting rid Quentin of Quentin Nelson. Mack. Heck no. Heck no. <laughs> Everybody for Joe Burrow. But the Colts the do house. have to draft a lot of playmakers this year in the draft. That's yeah. what we lack. That's, that's kind of how 
uh, Titans were last year. I mean, they didn't. Really, they drafted uh, Jeffrey Simmons, who's a stud, by yeah, the way. He's a monster. I mean, what a steal last year for the Titans. And every time, like, whenever he was drafted, they showed that thing about him and uh, the domestic abuse. But here's what I have to say about that. This was. It seems like water under the bridge, and it is. But if somebody was beating up on your mom, like, what would you do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not just going to sit back, probably. I mean, I can look over that. But anyway, that's why he f- – actually, why he fell was because of his ACL. Yeah. And But whenever he met with the Titans, he said, you know what? I'm going to be able to play this year. I'm working hard. Draft me. Yeah. And, and they said, okay. I was skeptical of him at first. Me too. I was just like, yeah. man, he's, he's, he's hurt. He's hurt. Why are we drafting a hurt yeah, dude? Yeah, he's hurt. He's got a history. Yeah, like, we just you know, wasted a first-round draft pick on a dude that can't even play. I love Jeffrey Simmons. <laughs> yeah, I, he, I'm eating crow right now because oh, I said same. a lot of stuff like we shouldn't have drafted I'm him. I'm happily eating crow. Yeah, I'm fine as long as he's performing, absolutely. Yeah, and I think he's a great dude um, just because I watched a, a couple interviews with him after they drafted him with uh, Amy Adams, and sh- she brought him to tears. Uh, just talking about how good a guy he was. So I, I really believe in him. But, yeah, I, moral of the story is I love Jeffrey Simmons. And we were talking about the Titans drafting playmakers. So they drafted Jeffrey Simmons. And was A.J. Brown is AJ Brown just a rookie? This year? Or is he his second year? This is, he's a rookie this year. Yeah. I mean, he's playing, he's playing out of his mind. Yeah. PT kind of had an interesting thing to say about A.J. Brown. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we ended up coming back to A.J. Brown. Full circle A.J. Brown. Yeah, because we were in the break, and PT was like, man, I didn't get to say my thing about A.J. Brown. I was like, we can go back to it. And he's like, nah, but here we are. So what's yeah. up? Uh, I just I was doing a little research for today's show, you know, and A.J. Brown, I did not realize, is from Starkville, Mississippi. Which, if you don't know, is is where Mississippi State is located. Yeah, that is Hell State territory. Like, you are a diehard Bulldog fan if you're from Starkville. Yeah. And Starkville offered him. He got a lot of great offers because, I mean, he was top 100 in the nation, obviously, recruit-wise. Yeah. Starkville offered him, and he went to Ole Miss. (laughs) Ole Miss. He went north and went up to Oxford and went to Ole Miss and obviously played lights out for them, but... That's, you know, I couldn't imagine being born and raised in Starkville. Like, I went to Starkville one time, and everyone down there is just loves Starkville, loves the Bulldogs. I couldn't imagine being from Starkville and going to Ole Miss to play and like the kind of hate he would have gotten. Oh, that. I'm sure, man. I'm sure, but that's kind of a good segue into our next subject, which is the coaching search, and it's been wrapped up. But first, we're going to take a little break because it's now 40 past 3. It's 3.40? Yes. That's right? Okay. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to take a little break. You're listening to The Common Fan on 88.5 WTT. You can hear us here on 88.5 WTTU. Or maybe you want to listen to us online, tennesseetech.edu forward slash WTTU. Or maybe you're in the residential lives. So we've got a partnership over there. Find it. I can't, I can't find it for you. But uh, it, it's somewhere over there. Uh, but anyway, uh, we'll be right back after this. Welcome, welcome back in, everybody, to The Common Fan. I am The Common Fan myself, in the flesh, Austin Dunstan. Can't be me. Can't live with me, can't live without me. You know what I'm saying? I do live with you. You do? We all do. We all do. <sighs> okay, so you can live with me, but you also cannot live without me, right? Is that is that true? Would you guys um, be sad if I wasn't here right now? Yes. Thank you. Because I wouldn't know how to press all the buttons. 
<laughs> if you weren't here right now. <laughs> press all the buttons. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Is just to press the buttons and that's it. That's that's all I've got. Yeah, that's y'all. This is y'all. I'm here facilitating and producing, and y'all are just taking this away. Welcome back to the common fan. I'm Peyton Terry. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I appreciate. You know, hey, HIV is a real thing. Okay, it's it is a struggle out there for some people. Go get tested. All right, I appreciate you, uh, Spencer. It really brings up the energy. Yeah, it does. You know. It's very nice. Okay, we were kind of talking back that, about that during the break. Didn't know what was going to play, but that's what played. So, uh, you're welcome. Just in case you were wondering, uh, like that tweet. Thank you, Spencer. You beautiful man. <laughs> majestic beast. <laughs> majestic beast. But anyway, um, we're going to get into something that I've been very passionate about for the last two weeks very passionate is a 100 percent understatement yeah yeah it is an understatement this man spent 22 hours on twitter in a week that's almost a full day of twitter in a week just arkansas football searching it was really it was more like four days five days yeah because i did it was my last 10 days and uh, i started looking about five days before that 10 days i know that doesn't make sense but it was about five days i spent a whole day on twitter but uh, finally, finally, everything is, is, is over. I mean, Ole Miss has got their guy. Um, Florida State's got their guy. Uh, also, Arkansas has got their guy. Love it. <laughs> Love it. I'll tell you why. Uh, <laughs> all I have on – I'm going to say this one because Missouri hired Eli Drinkwitz, who has had <laughs> one year of <laughs> – They're winning the Sun Belt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. If you don't understand that, Eli Drinkowitz in his first press conference was like, our goal here is to win the Sun Belt Conference. Everybody's like, what? I mean, the SEC. And he's like, oh, I mean, the SEC. It's because he used the exact same speech as he did whenever he took over the App State job. Yeah, that's just sad. Yeah, they're paying that man $4 million a year. To a recycle year. speeches. Yeah. I mean, our goal is to win and win the Sun Belt uh, the SEC. Talk about... Close. Talk about Sam Pittman. Sam Pittman not being a cliche coach. That is one hundred percent an example of a cliche coach. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Just say the same things over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But uh, we're gonna get before we get into Sam Pittman. We're gonna get in a little bit to uh, Lane Kiffin to Ole Miss. Lane train. Lane train. Yeah. I'm off the lane train. I'm on the Sam tram. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) The Sam tram boy. What you know about it? But anyway, Lane Kiffin. Uh, it came out about uh, last Friday, I would say last Friday night-ish, that he was going to accept the job at Ole Miss. Uh, pretty devastated I was, yeah, you, in the words of Yoda, apparently. Upset. I was super upset. That's the guy I wanted. I'm not going to sit here and act like I didn't want him. But after seeing Lane Kiffin's contract, I understand why he was he is not at Arkansas, and I understand that it was probably not the best idea to counter that offer. So I'll go into it. I have it on my phone right here. Hold on. So Lane Kiffin's um, uh, contract at, at Ole Miss is his base salary every year is 3.9, then 4, then 4.1, then 4.2. So about $4 million a year is what that averages out to, I think. I'm not good at math. But um, the crazy thing is his incentives. Have you all seen this? I haven't, no. You told me the other day. Yeah, they're ridiculous. I'll just read, like, the first two because these are insane. All right, so starting with the fifth SEC win each season, Coach would receive $150,000 a win. So if he wins four SEC games, 
Every time he wins another one, 150 grand per game. That's not even the craziest one. The craziest one is this next one by far. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Okay, regular season victory against a non-conference Power Five opponent, a hundred thousand dollars per win. Oh my goodness! They go in and beat Rutgers. Boom, hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I was about to say you could just play some tragic ACC team. Exactly. Literally just. If I'm Kiffin, yep. Every year, yeah. Rutgers. What's up? Come on, let us beat you up. Give me a hundred grand. Yeah, get that AD. Getting that AD's year. Like, hey, we really need a tune-up game against like a smaller Power Five. Like, <laughs> hey, we just need another tune-up game. Be calling Greg Shiano saying, hey, you want to see if you can actually coach against the SEC? Ooh, yeah, he threw some shade at the Vols fans. You see that? Yeah. I thought it was hilarious, yeah, though. Look at his job. L O L. But the rest of it's pretty standard. Uh, he's got like $5 million for uh, for 10 assistant coaches uh, and like $2 million for strength coaches. So, huge contract. Yeah. I mean, massive. Power five. If you win a Power 5 non-conference game, you get $100,000 a win. Shoot, let me be a head coach. I wonder, so like he has a clause in here, so if he wins, if he advances through the semifinal, he makes $750,000. But if it's against like Oklahoma, does that mean he gets $850,000? I'd say so. Where does that say regular? It says regular season victory. Okay, so it doesn't count. It doesn't matter. But anyway, so that's who Ole Miss hired, Lane Kiffin. Uh, Florida State hired Mike Norvell, which is what we kind of called last week. I don't know if y'all heard it. Um, I think Mike Norvell will do good things there. Because, I mean, FSU is in the dumps right now. I don't uh, know if you've yeah. looked up I mean, anything about them. They're like 6-6, six and six, though. They're going bowling. They're like 6-6, six and six, but, like, just with the fan base and, like, the way they play, just, like, nobody's happy. Yeah, that's what happens when you have all those bandwagon fans, man. Yeah. Once th- things start going bad, everyone just jumps ship. Mm-hmm. I remember, two, what, three years ago, everyone was an FSU fan? Yeah. I don't know. I, don't ha- I thought I had it on here. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Florida State signs another $20 million-plus coaching contract, a six-year contract that pays $3.7 million a year it's for Norvell. It's great. It's a good price for him. I love that. I think that he should have gone to Ole Miss. I think he would be a perfect fit there. Not saying that that would mean Lane Kevin come to Arkansas. I'm just saying that the way he coaches and, the and you know, he has no baggage. He's just a great college football coach with an offensive mind. I think he'd be great at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, that's who I would have gone after. But They had the lane on their brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> great. That's great rhyme, JB. That's a good one. Very good. Very cool. <laughs> Thank you, Kanye. Very cool. But uh, anyway, so that's a good that's a good price for him. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz, like I said, four million in Missouri. <laughs> Way too much. Yeah. Way too yeah, much. That's, I, gonna be that's a, a bad hire. Fire. Now, now we're gonna get into a little bit of the Arkansas hire, and by a little bit, probably a lot of it, because this is what we've all been talking about, at least around here. All my friends have been. So Arkansas goes out and hires a longtime offensive line uh, coach. Google. And associate head coach at Georgia, Sam Pittman. And at first, <clears throat> excuse me, the first time I heard about him, he, I was, I was like, who is this guy? Uh, I don't want him, not a splash hire, blah, 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 blah. But then I find out he's from Oklahoma, but he's always been a Razorback fan. And I'm like, okay, cool. So he's got Arkansas ties, loves Arkansas ties. Then I see his contract. <laughs> let, let me read you his contract, okay, real quick. This just shows that he thinks he can win at Arkansas and he doesn't care about the money. It's not just another paycheck for him, which is which is very cool. So in his contract, he makes $3 million a year, which is the lowest in the SEC, like by 
like like ten thousand dollars or something but still the lowest <laughs> you're good you can move it um he makes three three million dollars a year uh he has bonuses if you win six games though two hundred fifty thousand dollars seven games five hundred thousand dollars or if he wins eight games seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars I like contracts like that. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're not winning, you shouldn't be, in my opinion, you shouldn't be getting your full, say, if you had a $4 million contract, you shouldn't be getting that. Yeah, I agree. Now, here, that, that this kind of goes on to the next thing, which is the craziest part about his contract, and the part that, when I read it, literally just made me go, yeah, this is our guy. So, if Sam Pittman gets fired from Arkansas, and he has a below 500 uh, winning percentage, he only gets 50% of his buyout. So that just means if he gets fired and he's been doing terrible, he's not getting paid. You know what? He said, yeah, I'm not worried about it. Let's let's do it. Yeah, he's got faith in himself too, I think. I, I think that goes a long way. He and said it was a five-year contract? Uh, yeah, five years, three million a year with a bunch of incentives, which I love. And I'll kind of let you talk about it, PT, because you had some stuff to say. So we, we me, me and JB and PT, we all watched – the uh, introduction of Coach Pittman at Arkansas because I made them, not because they wanted to. Probably don't even want to be talking about it right now, but we're going to. Um, but PT had some stuff to say about Pittman. Yeah, just every single press conference I've seen him in, talking to the media, He, what I like about him so much, I'm not an Arkansas fan, but I, what I like about Arkansas's hire is that it's his dream job. That He wants to be at Arkansas more than he wants to be anywhere. You know, just I loved him just watching him up there tearing up in a press conference in a crowded room. Yeah. I mean, that's where he wants to be. He's so passionate about it. Like, I heard him telling a story today about going to his uncle's house in Arkansas. And while his uncle was outside working on cars, he would have the radio on on Saturdays. And him and his uncle would work on cars and listen to Arkansas on the radio all day. Yeah. Like, Arkansas has been ingrained in him since he was a little kid and just – the, what made me feel like it was such a good hire was just like the, when he started crying on stage. I was like, dude, like he wants to be there. He wants yeah. to win football games. He he loves being a Razorback. And so, I mean, out of this whole search, I I feel like personally, even though I'm a UT fan, Arkansas got the best hire they p- possibly could have gotten. Yeah. What do you think, JB? Um, I'm f- same way that PT feels, but I'm glad they gave him five years. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm glad they didn't give him like a three year or something well, that they give some coaches. It's a dumpster fire. It's, right? it's going to take fire, a minute. Right? So I mean, y'all won, y'all won what four games the last, last two seasons, seasons, and we've gone one in seventeen in the SEC. No, one in twenty four. Yeah, that's in the last few years in the SEC. I mean, it's garbage. It's yeah, just that's been as terrible. Low as you can get. And the yeah. fact, but the fact that he wanted to take that job as bad as he did. I mean, got on stage and just started, just lost it. I mean, not lost, but he started tearing up. And everybody gave him yeah. a standing ovation. Very wholesome feel. Just like you could tell that, man, he went. But, but just the fact that he wanted to be there and took that contract with the 50% buyout thing, when it's in this, in this state, I mean, it just speaks volumes. Yeah. What I like most about his contract is the money for his coach and staff. Oh, dude. It's like upwards of $7 million. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's I mean, crazy. That's, you can get two big 
coordinators for that price and still have great assistant coaches. I want to know too. about the 500 texts. He keeps oh, saying yeah. he's got 500 texts on this new phone from coaches wanting to come to Arkansas, mm-hmm. and he's not going to tell you who they are. No, and my favorite part about it was when we were watching it live, he said and most of them are still playing right now, no. and all Dunstan did was that happened. He just looked at me and screamed and smiled. He's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, but I like that a lot because, I mean. Yeah, for sure. He's taking his time, which is what he needs to do. Because, I mean, you have to get the right hires right now. You have I mean, to. You can't – you have to get the right coaches and the right people right now or Arkansas as a program is just going to – Disappear. Stay, it's going to disappear. Literally, it would not be a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, so. I agree 100%. There's been talks of uh, Rhett Lashley. I think he's the head coach right now at SMU. Maybe the offensive coordinator. I don't, I don't know. I don't, eh, be, be an okay hire. But I think what I, when I was listening to today, listening to him today uh, on a podcast because that's what I do now apparently is I just listen to things and talk about things that no one cares about. Yeah. And um, he wants guys that that are in the SEC, like that knows about the SEC. You know, R- Rhett Lashley's the offense coordinator at SMU, but he is ah. he's from Springdale, Arkansas. See Arkansas connections, and there uh, the guy from uh, he played quarterback for the Razorbacks. Oh, see, there you go. Like a big Arkansas, he wants people that love the Hogs, but he also wants people that have SEC experience or big time experience. Yeah, I mean, you have to have like actual experience in the SEC or a Big Twelve. Yeah, well, there's even been talks of um, the guy. I can't think of his name. Offensive coordinator from Notre Dame, because he's he just told Notre Dame that he's exploring his options and probably won't come back. Hmm. That would be that'd big. Be, that'd be an interesting hire, because I mean, yeah, because when he got there, I I don't I still don't know his name, can't remember, but when he got there, the Chip the, Long, Chip Long, Chip Long, um, he has Arkansas ties somehow. I don't know, I don't know how, but he does. Um, I like I said, I hate Notre Dame, I do, but he took him from four and eight to whatever to you know, uh, the college football playoff, yeah, calling I plays for him. Notre Dame. I hate Notre Dame, dude, but I, I'd be okay with Chip Long. Yeah, I mean. I don't That'd be think a big, you can big time really right now. Go wrong because I mean I think yeah. clearing house is best thing you could have done. Right. Well, we weren't going to completely clear house, but um, I mean, you might as well have. And might as well have. I mean, all we were going to keep was the running backs coach and the tight ends coach, which is by far the two best positions yeah. that Arkansas ever produces. I mean, they were produced running backs and tight ends, mm-hmm. and that's just a fact. But both of them left for UTSA. The the running backs coach took the head job at uh, University of Texas San Antonio. Yeah. And he hired Barry Lunny Jr., who was the interim head coach. He hired him as the offensive coordinator there. That's good for both of them, though. I, I think it's great. I mean, yeah. I'm very happy for both of them. I think Barry Lunny's a great dude. And if he wants to be a head coach someday, that's, that's where he's got to go. Stone. That's where he's got to go. He's got to be an offensive coordinator somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it turned out well for those two. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't be mad at them leaving. I agree 100%, dude. And but like that, that's why I saw on Twitter the other day. I think it was one of our buddies. I'm not going to name names, but he just tweeted at me like a, a gif or is it a gif? I don't know of somebody walking. It's a gif. It, okay. The first <clears throat> word it stands for graphical, so it's a gif. Okay, gif, gif. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, he tweeted at me that a gif of a guy walking with his head down because we hired Pittman, and I just said personally, I love it. And no one really understands why, but I hope after you listen to this, you don't give me as much uh, trash talk because I genuinely really like the hire. I was telling JB, it'd be like uh, if uh, you guys know Tanner Mosier, it'd be like if Tanner Mosier had 32 years of SEC coaching experience, it'd be like hiring him at UT. Yeah. Which uh, that would be a big mistake for Tennessee. Tanner, I love you, but good Lord, son, there's no telling what you would do there. 
But, I mean, it's just a lifelong fan that one of the best recruiters in, in the nation, if not the best. Uh, he has the – I mean, he's the highest-rated recruiter in the SEC right now. I mean, he's done something that's never been done before at Georgia. He has all five of his commitments for the offensive line at Georgia are in the rivals' top 250. Never been done ever in the history of college football. So, I like the hire. I'm hoping, though, that him leaving – some of Georgia's recruits because we're trying to get one of their five stars right now for Tennessee. If we can get him, ooh, I'd be a happy, happy camper. Dude, that's crazy. We only have two minutes left. We didn't get to bring them on out. We'll do that later. Let's bring them all out right now. Well, we got two minutes. We can't do it. Okay. Plus, I got a live read because it's now sponsored. What's up? Yeah, you heard? You heard? <laughs> you heard? Already? Already. But anyway, so we only got two minutes left. So we'll just kind of wrap things up. Oh, real quick. <laughs> Did you see the talk of Butch Jones to Colorado State? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that? Uh, I was looking at it. I saw it this morning. They were in talks with them, but they have now moved on. They have now moved Figured on. Figured out he's not a good coach. Yeah, I think they realized they're like, okay, look at Tennessee now from what he did. Yeah, to that's true. But it's Colorado State. They yeah. beat Arkansas last the year. The dude's a water boy at Alabama. So Hey, hey, take it easy on old, old Lyle. Hey, don't get me started on Lyle. Yeah. Like a, mm. What do you think about who you think uh, Memphis is going to hire? Hugh Freeze. I, would, I could see Hugh Freeze going to Memphis. Big step from where's he at? Liberty? Liberty, yeah. That'd be huge. I don't think he'll leave Liberty. Yeah, I think they're probably will. paying him pretty good. They are. <laughs> they, they are. <clears throat> they are. But anyway, well, shoot, guys. We have no time left. That, that is it. Do y'all have anything else to say right now on the air in front of every all 400 million people listening? Thanks for having me on. Dude, yeah. Anytime, guys. It's always guys. a pleasure. And go Vols. Go. Yeah. Okay. Go Vols. Woo Pig. What's up? All right, guys. Well, this has been the Common Fan on 88.5 WTTU with Austin Dunstan, Peyton Terry, and J.B. West. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, Tanner Mosian A-Gray, as you guys know, every Thursday. Uh, We'll be talking bowl preview, little vols. We'll see. We'll get into it. But uh, thank everybody for tuning in. Tune in tomorrow. Peace out.